0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to my show. It starts with a dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about what is good debt? and what is bad debt and what are assets and liabilities and here's the thing so many people don't know what a good and a bad debt is and it's because I've been you know hearing people say I'm going to go and buy a car and you know that's a good thing to do to go and buy save and buy a brand new car or you know get a loan for a brand new car and I must say You know, I'm thinking, no, don't do that, don't do that. So, um, you know, I have, I've always bought secondhand cars, I've never had a new car yet, probably never will. And the reason for that is because a car is not an asset. If you go and buy a brand new car, and you drive it out of the dealership, and you've paid, let's say you've paid $20,000 for it, you drive it out of the dealership, round the block, and back into the the dealership, they'll offer you, you know, 15, 16, maybe even 18,000, but they will not offer you the full $20,000, even though you've only owned it for two minutes and driven it around the block. And the reason for that is because cars devalue. They are not an asset unless they are a vintage car and that's the exception to the rule and if you're spending um, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a vintage car that's what they are um, out here in Australia. Hopefully wherever you're living they're a lot cheaper but if it's a vintage car then it may well be an asset and um, not a liability as such. So don't go and buy a brand new car thinking it is an asset because it is not an asset. It will not appreciate in value. That's what an asset is. An asset is something that appreciates in value. Um, Something like a house or an apartment or a condominium that appreciates in value. Shares. They traditionally appreciate in value. At the moment, I know they're depreciating, but they will go back up. So although they'll come down, they will go back up. Property is uh, going uh, down, I know, at the moment because of interest rates, but again, it will go up again. So um, assets do have dips and highs. That's not unusual for an asset, but a car doesn't. A car will never have um, a high. It'll always just continue to go down. It will continue to devalue over time. So if you buy it today in five years' time, it will be worth less than what you paid for it. If you buy a house in five years' time, it should be worth more than what you've paid for it um, or, at worst case scenario, what you paid for it. So it stays static or it appreciates. So that's an asset. A liability is something that just depreciates, like a car, that depreciates, like furniture in a house, that depreciates. If you've ever tried to sell furniture five years after you've bought it, you probably, you know, you might have paid $2,000 for the lounge suite and some kind person comes after five years and offers you 50 bucks Um, and you think, like, it's still in great condition. Why aren't they offering me, you know, more money? It's a depreciating um, it's a liability; it depreciates, so they will never um, offer you the same, um, the same as what you've paid for it. So, cars, um, any household goods, you know, even clothing. Some people think that expensive clothing and expensive handbags will appreciate, um, and I don't think they do. Um, even Birkin bags, you know, I've heard people say, but my Birkin bag is, you know, worth a lot of money. Um, and it probably is, but it's not going to be worth what you've paid for it. If you paid $20,000 for a Birkin bag, oh, my Lord, um, I can't even imagine paying that much for a bag, but notwithstanding that, if you've, you know, paid $20,000 for a Birkin bag and, you um, you know, in 10 years' time, it won't be worth $20,000. It'll be worth less than that. And I have heard people say, no, it's going to be worth more, but um, I've never seen it be worth more yet. So it does depreciate. So um, an asset is something that appreciates. Um, a liability is something that depreciates. So what is good and bad debt? Um Good debt is a mortgage and the reason a mortgage is good debt is because um, at the end of it you have an asset, the asset being your house or an investment property. So at the end of it you have an asset which makes it a good debt. A bad debt is something like credit cards, car loans, car leases, anything like that that's all bad debt and the reason it's bad debt is because you don't have an asset at the end of it so that's really um you know easy to work out will i have an asset at the end of paying this debt off and if the answer is no then it's bad debt and don't get into it you know just say I will buy what I can afford. So don't get a car loan or a car lease, for example. I have done it. I'll put my hand up. I have had car I have had one car lease um, before in my time because I was told that, you know, a car lease is a good thing because you can offset it. It's a tax deduction all of that sort of stuff. And all of that's true. It was a tax deduction and all of that was true. But it was still a monthly payment I had to find every month. And so that made it just one more thing I had to pay every month like a credit card. So if you don't have it, yes, you don't get the tax benefit from it. But equally, you don't have uh, the monthly payment to make every month. So ever since then, I have saved up and you know that I love to save and I've saved up and I've bought a car paying cash Um, and I've always done that ever since I made that terrible mistake of getting a car lease Um, and I could afford it every month it was fine in terms of you know being able to afford it but it was still one more thing I had to pay and at the time I had made the decision to have no personal debt so no credit cards no car loans, no car leases, nothing other than a mortgage. I'd made that absolute um, decision and that once everything was paid off, I was never getting into personal debt ever again. I was going to use the money that I um, was paying, um, you know, credit cards and Uh, car leases etc and I was going to put that money in the bank and start saving it because I want to see how different my life would be if I did that and it it was amazing it was life-changing and that's why I have written this book dream a big life I've written this book and I talk all about it in this book the only debt you can have is good debt. And that's a mortgage. And that is because you have an asset at the end of it. And I talk about this. And last night, I was um, having dinner with a girlfriend of mine, who um, lovely bought a, um, a paperback copy of my book and has read it, bless her. And um she said to me, you know, you talk about how your book is for people who are living week to week and paycheck to paycheck, and are in a mountain of debt. And she said to me, this book is for everyone, every person should purchase this book and learn about money. And her next comment was, I wish I'd you know, had this book years and years ago, and read it and learned about money um, years ago, it's, you know, would have changed my life. So um, I said to her, I'm so happy to hear that. So I talk in my book all about good debt, and bad debt, I talk about getting rid of your bad debt, which is all personal debt, how to do it step by step how to do it, and then how your life will totally change once you have um, gotten rid of all your uh, personal debt, your bad debt, and you only have your good debt left, which is your mortgage. And, it, you know, people say it doesn't matter how many mortgages you have. And, you know, to buy six properties and to have um, uh a mortgage on every property, and then the rent will pay off the mortgage. Well, not always. Um, It's great if if that property is positively geared, but your rent doesn't always cover the mortgage. And also, what happens when interest rates get really, really high? Yes, your rents will go up and they will go up to some extent in line with the interest repayments going up, but there is often still a shortfall. And so people have all these mortgage, you know, they might have six properties and they've got six mortgages, one on each property. And people can get into a lot of financial trouble by having um even a lot of good debt, what I would call good debt. And um, so even be careful of doing that. Buy one property, have it largely paid off, buy a second prop- property. I'm all about, you know, um, doing things a little bit conservatively. Um, I do believe in people having as many assets as they possibly can. That's always a good thing. But, you know, in good times, people tend to go, Oh, there's lots of money around. We saw it last year. There's lots of money around. We'll pay top dollar for our properties and um, we'll get. All of the you know properties with a mortgage behind them, because interest rates are really low. They were in Australia. Um, under 2%. I think in America, they were even less than that. Um, and right around the world, interest rates were really low. And of course, this year, they started have started to go up. Um, last year in Australia, they were about the 1.9% mark. And they are now a year later, up to 5.7%. So having um, good debt and assets behind them is a really great thing, but just beware about how many um, mortgages you have because it can turn into um, a not so good thing and much more difficult for you to manage but I will talk about that more after the break. I'm your host today Bronwyn Smith you are watching or listening to It Starts With A Dream on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be back in just a moment.
1: Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host Bronwyn Smith on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about good debt and bad debt and uh, assets and liabilities. And just before we get on to that, I just want to remind you that uh, the calendar for 2023 for um, one-on-one bookings is open. Uh, if you want to work with me one-on-one, uh, then email me at Bromwyn at BromwynSmith.com and um, i book a discovery call at www.bronwinsmith.com and Here's the thing, when you're working with me, if you're thinking, oh, my goodness, she knows so much more than I do and, you know, I need to – Be up here before I can start talking to um, Bronwyn. Absolutely not true. That's what I do. If you know nothing about money, absolutely nothing, or you know less than nothing, that's what I do. I teach you all you need to know. So you go from down here to way up there, knowing heaps and heaps and heaps and being able to walk away I'm confident that you can manage your money. evermore or if you're uh, separating and divorcing then um, I help you get through the emotional stages and not just survive but absolutely thrive and so I work with you so that you walk away knowing exactly where you're going in life and knowing that you're going to have the most amazing life and you know you're not defined by your divorce or your ex so contact me either via email at brumwin at or book a discovery call and we can have a, a chat which is free of charge for 15 minutes so back to the show good debt and bad debt and assets and liabilities. And as I was saying before the break, some people when you know money is very uh, readily available and really cheap, that is interest rates are really low, they will um, take out a lot of good debt and they'll have a number of properties uh, behind them. But here's the thing, they're buying properties um, usually up, at the top or near the top of what they're worth, and they're not taking into account interest rates going up. And when interest rates go up, housing prices come down. So if you've paid $250,000 Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a house last year. Now it might only be worth two hundred thousand. So if you were sensible and you locked in your interest rate last year for three, four, five, or more years, um, then happy days. It's all good, and you know you won't have a problem. It's the people that don't lock in their interest rates on those big mortgages um, that have the problem. Last. Interest rates in Australia were around 1.9%. Uh, now, a year later, they're up to 5.7%. So that's a huge difference, and it's a huge difference in repayments. So make sure um, that you, um, when you're buying, homes if you're buying a house for yourself or you're buying an investment property make sure that you do it pretty conservatively so really look at the risk what is we all you always know what the upside is but what's the downside what happens if interest rates climb to 10% for example what will happen then what will be your mortgage repayments then on these all those different Mortgages. Yes, you've got assets behind them, but don't forget as interest rates go up, that asset is probably the value of that asset is probably going down. Best case scenario, it's remaining static. Very rarely in a recession do homes go up? They do in some areas, I acknowledge that, um, but they don't in all areas. And I remember during the GFC, um, and people always laugh, they're like, how do you remember this stuff? But I just do. That's the way my mind works. During the the GFC in Australia, and we weren't hit anywhere near as hard as, you know, most other countries But during the GFC in Australia, in Sydney, um, we've got distinct areas. So the eastern suburbs, which is, you know, the wealthiest area in Sydney, that just remained static. They didn't lose um, on their properties and they didn't win. They just remained completely static. Where I live... um, it actually went up by 11% during the GFC, which was amazing. And in another area, the western suburbs of Sydney, that dropped by 50%. So the values of those properties dropped by 50%. The values of properties in my area went up by 11%, and I think that was just because people... um. You know, the area I live in, it was sort of an area that people hadn't really thought about. And then during the GFC for the very first time, people did sort of scratch their heads and say, mm, maybe we could move to the northern beaches. And we had lots of people from the eastern suburbs who couldn't afford to stay in the eastern suburbs but wanted to be not close to the beach and have a nice big home on a nice big block of land. They then found the northern beaches where I live. And so that was the reason why it had um, an 11% rise in housing prices but it doesn't normally happen like that. Normally, uh, it'll either remain static or will go down like the Western suburbs did during the GFC. By 50%, that's a huge hit. So if you own four or five properties that you have bought at peak time and so you've got a peak mortgage on it, you've got the highest mortgage you can have, interest rates are going up, then you could find yourself in a hole. Um, a lot of um, problems in a whole lot of debt and a lot of problems and then when you go and try to sell some of the properties just to bring down your level of debt you're not going to be getting the same amount of money for them as you paid for them so um, just be careful yes it's good debt yes I advocate it but I advocate um, it um, when you've been really sensible with the risk so Mortgage is good debt, um, houses are assets, but don't go nuts and buy six fully mortgaged, excuse me. (laughs) Don't go nuts and buy six properties, mortgage to the hilt, and then um, you've got, you know, a lot of problems when interest rates go up. So how to get around that? Firstly, lock in your mortgage rates. I've been saying this for probably 12 months now or maybe even a bit more. Lock in your mortgage uh, interest rate. Um, even if you're doing it now, um, I'm saying to people if who haven't done it to do it now for about two years. Um, but really have a look at what you're paying and what you will be paying on a fixed rate. And it might be a little bit more than you're paying on a variable, but you need to think about the worst case scenario. So you might be paying 5.5 or 5.7 on a variable right now. And to fix it, it might be 6%. But what happens if it goes up to 7% or 8% or 10%? How much will you be saving then? So you always have to look at your worst case scenario and think if interest rate i can afford six percent i can afford those repayments now Um, if it goes any higher then i'm much better off and if it goes down a little bit okay i'll be worse off but i can still afford the repayments at that level so you need to look at what your best case and worst case scenario are. Also, in my view, when you want to buy a second or a third property, make sure you have equity in the existing properties. Make sure you have plenty of equity in the existing properties before you start buying a second or a third property. And the other thing is, you know, the shares are an asset as well. Don't, go and get a loan to buy shares. I see people advocating this all the time. And I'm often, you know, I'm more than surprised. I'm absolutely shocked when people say, no, it's okay, go and get a loan and and invest it in shares. Um, And I think that's the worst thing you can do. Buying in the share market should only, shares should only be bought from savings, never, ever, ever from a loan, because even though it has an asset behind it, that um, asset pays dividends, agreed, but the dividends will often not cover the repayments of the loan. That's the first reason. The second reason is if we get into a situation that we're in now where the share market is going down, interest rates are rising, dividends are less and less and less because as your shares devalue so did the amount of dividends that you receive, that goes down as well. So you can't then offset one against the other. And there's no way to improve the situation. It's just a waiting game. So you've then got um, a repayment on a depreciating asset. Yes, it will appreciate in time. So don't worry, you know, don't sell it. You don't sell shares as they're going down. You, You sell shares as they're going back up. And at the moment, we see the share market going down and um, it will bounce back. It will go back up. And as I've said before, and I'll say again, traditionally, and we're not in a traditional market at the moment, but traditionally when interest rates have gone up and property prices have gone down shares have gone up now at the moment because of COVID and because um you know of all the other factors going on around us um worldwide it's see it's affecting everything interest rates need to go up and governments are doing that because inflation is going haywire at the moment someone told me a few days ago that um Thanksgiving is oh, today, I think, or tomorrow, tomorrow in America. And, um, Um, And they were saying that a turkey is $90. I was like, $90 for a turkey? Oh, my God. Um, You know, that's a lot of money, but that's inflation. That's what happens with inflation. Things go up astronomically, and the only way at the moment that governments can try and bring inflation down is to uh, raise interest rates. So that's why they're rising and that's why they're rising, um, you know, at the rate they're going. In Australia they're, you know, bouncing up and up and up and um, and they'll continue to do so for the next 12 12 months, 18 months, maybe even two years, um, but until we've got inflation under control. So uh, you are watching or listening to... It starts with a dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network, and we are going to have a break.
1: Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one.
0: Hi everybody, welcome back. You are watching or listening to "It Starts with a Dream." I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, on Inspired Choices Network. And I was just reading the comments in the chat room, and I'm um, having a little smile about it. Um, so you know, come into the chat room and put your comments in there. Um, I'd love to hear them and um, and see them. Someone said that when I was talking about a Birken bag that. Um, People spend a lot of money on them, some uh, like $500,000. I could just never imagine spending anything like that on a handbag. Um, and if I did, I'd probably be too scared to take it out of the house, you know, half a million dollars. And, you know, that in Australia, half a million dollars. You know, in Sydney, that's probably a one-bedroom unit. And outside of Sydney in other areas, it's um, a, a house. Um, property in Australia is really expensive. Um, As you've all probably heard, it's as expensive um, as London and New York. So, um, you know, we by no means have cheap property here Uh, and it's a lifelong commitment in Australia to have a property. So um, I would no more spend half a million dollars on a bag than, you know, like, I can't even think of what. But you know what I mean? Half a million dollars, that's you know, in America, that's probably two houses in parts of America. That's probably two or three houses. I don't know what it's like in Canada. Um, but I would buy a house over a Birken bag if they're half a million dollars every single time. But so it is, I was asked, is a Birken bag an asset or a liability a liability (laughs) I don't think Birkin bags I know they're hugely popular but I still don't think they will keep their value I think that they will go down Um, and if you disagree with me or if you own a Birkin bag and it has gone up in value send me an email and let me know because I would love to know Um, but I would think on um, I would think that they would go down so um, uh, someone's saying yeah me too. so <laughs> yep definitely a downer if you've got half a million dollars spare to spend um, go and buy a property because that will go up and you know um, if you're not living in it and you've got tenants in there and the property you know doesn't go up at all at least you're getting rental income from it And probably a good rental income. So that's how you know assets can do, you know, they do more than just sit there. They give you an income. So a property that you own and live in gives you a roof over your head. Um property that an investment property gives you rental income. And you can, if you've paid cash for it, then that's just extra income. And um, same with shares, you know, as shares go up, the dividends go up. Um, oh, someone's telling me you can rent out a Birkin bag. But if you rented out the Birkin bag, how much would you rent it out for? And would you get it back? Would someone actually send you the bag back? How do you make sure that the bag comes back when it's rented out? Does anybody know the answer to that? Because I don't. I mean, you might get a credit card to to secure it but if the bag's worth half a million dollars you know you'd have to have a huge limit on your credit cards to somebody for someone to be able to put that on there I've got people in the chat room laughing at that you know I'll rent a Birkin bag from you and then you know and then why am I going to send this half a million dollar bag back um, and then you'd have to rent it for like what, maybe $50,000 a day? Who's going to rent it for that amount of money? Maybe. Let me know if you've got $50,000. Oh, someone's saying at least. Let me know if you've got $50,000 a day to spend on a bag and I'll show you a better way to spend that money Um, and a better way to make more money if you've got $50,000 where you could rent a bag. Someone's in the chat room saying, "More fools who wish they had five hundred thousand to buy one." Even if I had five hundred thousand to buy one, I still wouldn't. It would always be this is how my mind works. It would always be, "I have half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. Like say that out loud. That's a lot of money. I have half a million dollars, and will I buy a bag?" That will probably depreciate, or will I buy an apartment or a house, depending on where you are in the world? I would always um, buy a house. I know the real housewives of Beverly Hills buy them. In fact, they did a um, part of a show on um, buying a Garcelle. Um, she had a Birkenbag bag party. You know how we have Tupperware parties? She had a Birkenbag bag party. Did you see that? I, mean, I did. I was like, oh, my God, we have Tupperware parties. You have Birkenbag bag parties. Good on you. Um, yeah, someone in the chat room saying, I saw that. And then they had all these Birkenbags. bags. I remember from what they start at, something like $8,000, and they went right through to 100 of thousands of dollars oh yes and garcelle was pressured into buying a yellow one a yellow one do you remember that it was yellow and um yeah she was she bought a little one for i think she paid eight thousand dollars for it she bought a little one paid eight thousand dollars um and um, I must say, I was like, don't do it, girl, don't do it. I was yelling at the TV, don't do it, girl. And then Kyle very helpfully said, If you decide in a week or two that you don't like it, you could always sell it and get your money back. I just was like, "Mm, I don't think so. And Kyle said, that's what I always tell myself when I buy another Birkin bag. So I'd love to, I'd love to see how many Birkin bags Kyle has. But don't forget Kyle got robbed a couple of seasons ago and all her expensive bags went. So she's got to replace them. I mean, you know, a girl's got to have her bag. Um, but, you know, yep, she does buy Birkin bags and good for her. Um, maybe um, maybe one day I'll be famous enough that Birkin just gives me a bag. Do you think, that Hermes might give me a Birkin bag and say, here, Go around with it. I think they're too famous, and I, I don't think they, you know, would bother. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> they will after this show. Someone said they yes, they will after this show. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, her um Birkenbags. Don't think they do, but if I don't think they would appreciate in value, but if you know better than me, please let me know because I would certainly love to hear from you and if you own a Birkin bag send me an email or get onto the chat room and tell me how much you paid for it how much you paid for the Birkin bag and what made you buy the Birkin bag why did you decide to buy it rather than something else rather than an asset what made you do it? If you bought you might be saying I only spent eight or ten or twenty thousand dollars on my Birken bag, but that's a deposit on an apartment or a house, um, depending on where you live. That's a really nice, um, healthy deposit. So, what made you spend? Or if you spent fifty thousand or a hundred thousand on a Birkenbag, what made you do that rather than buy another asset? And that would constantly be my thinking. Birkenbag another asset, the other asset would win out every single time. And that's how I feel when I'm buying a car. That's why all my cars are always secondhand. Because I'm like, I know as soon as I leave the dealership that I've just lost two grand or three grand, no matter whether it's new or secondhand, it will not hold its value. And so people laugh at me all the time because I don't, I'm not into brand new cars. Um, and did you know you can buy um, a spray and you can spray your car so it smells like a brand new car? Because I have heard people say, I love brand new cars because I love the smell of them. Well, now you can buy a secondhand car and you can spray it with the new car smell. But here's the thing. I don't want a new car. Um, I do and I don't like new cars. I'm completely happy buying second-hand cars, but I do like brand new houses and I like walking in knowing that no one has ever lived there. So each to their own. I know that's a bit um, you know, odd one liking brand new homes, but I don't I like brand new homes and um so that's what makes me build them because I um, I like walking into a brand-new home and moving into a brand-new home. And for those of you that um, haven't ever watched my show before, I uh, built a house last year and sold it, and I'm now building another house uh, this year, and hopefully it will be finished early in the new year. It was due to be finished March this year but it's now going to be finished March 2023 so we're running a year behind and that's these things can happen when you um are building that you know rained and rained and rained so that's one way if you're looking at an asset um one way of making money is to build a property um brand new because you can often buy land quite cheaply and then if you're careful with your building costs it can be um the same as or even a, a little bit more cost effective than buying an existing home and the reason for that is of course you've got to wait for it so um that's another way of um looking at um you know buying an asset and keeping your debt down is to build and that depends where you are in the world i've watched people build in america and it seems to take forever to build houses in america i don't know if it's the people not the not the builders but the owners that delay it or if um building just takes that long in america when you're doing it from scratch so we are going to um A break now. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be back in just a minute.
1: Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream. With coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith, for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Welcome back, everybody.
0: Um, I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and we got a little bit lost in the last session having fun with Birken bags. but everything I'm talking about on this show today is in my new book, uh, Dream A Big Life. It is, um, you know, it covers everything to do with money. Uh, um all the mindset, all the skill set, a little bit of woo-woo to go along with it, because I love a little bit of woo-woo. And I think, um, you know, everything comes with a little bit of woo-woo, a little bit of good luck, a little bit of divine intervention, if you like. And I really believe that, you know, when you're on the right path, then um, a little bit of divine intervention comes into it. Um, Dream A Big Life, available now on Amazon uh, in your country, amazon.com.au or amazon.com. Great Christmas present if you're great with money and you're trying to teach your kids or your friends or your siblings about money. It's a great book and um, they will find it really, really helpful and it will change what they know. Um, and how they deal with money and so what I'm talking about today is in the book in more detail and if you would like to work with me one-on-one email me at bromwen at com or book a discovery call on my website com. and if you're thinking oh my goodness she knows so much and I'll never be able to catch up that's my job my job is to get you all caught up and happy with money and being able to move along in your life knowing exactly how to deal with your money knowing how much to save how to save and where to invest it that's exactly what i teach you and if you want to a if you don't want to do a one-on-one program but want to join my group programs, send me an email and I will put you on the list because often I only email to my list and it doesn't ever get announced anywhere and it just fills up from my list. So back to today's show, what is good debt and what is bad debt and what is an asset and a liability? So an asset is Uh, property, a house, an apartment, a condominium, anything like that. Um, an asset is also shares, um, stocks and and shares on the share market. Um, They're the two assets. And um, it's really interesting because people over the last couple of years have been saying cryptocurrency is an asset as well. And it's really not an asset. Um, And we saw that in the last couple of weeks when one uh, cryptocurrency company that was worth something like $15 billion and 48 hours was in liquidation. 48 hours later was in liquidation and um, it just went like that. And people lost their life savings um, in investing with that company uh, in cryptocurrency. Now, I know that um, property and shares go down but, yes, they go down and then they go up again. So there are highs and lows in um, property in the property market and in the share market. But if you've bought blue chip shares in the share market, you should be fine. And houses, yes, they go down, but they also go up. Um, and... What is good debt and what is bad debt? A mortgage is good debt and basically everything else is bad debt. So all personal debt is bad debt. So your credit cards, your car loan, your furniture loan, your car lease, all of that is bad debt, even if you're getting um a tax deduction for it. It's still something that you have to pay out every single month. And a car is not an asset. A car depreciates over time, uh, which means it's not an asset. Assets will appreciate over time. Uh, and, you know, people will hold a house for 10 and 20 years. Someone was telling me the other day that um, they bought an apartment in Sydney for 600 and something thousand about 10 years ago or 12 years ago it's now worth about 1.1 million dollars and all they've done is like live in it that's all they've done so it does appreciate over time I understand you know in Sydney and in Australia our property prices are much higher than mostly anywhere else in the world and um, so they also appreciate uh, much higher than a lot of other places in the world and I know and understand that. But it still gives you a roof over your head or if it's an investment property, it gives you an income. So and same with shares, you know, you will still get a dividend from shares, even if when they're going down, the dividend is lower, you will still get a dividend. So that's what assets are. Assets are an appreciating um, item. Property and shares and stocks uh, are the most well-known. People, of course, are now saying, you know, online businesses um, are... Um, an asset because you don't have to work full-time in them to be making money, um, and it's a passive income stream. And, in fact, there are um, I know coaches that are actually teaching that. Get an online business and you can have a passive income, uh, and that's true. Um, You know, we've got to see if those businesses are assets um, in the, you know, like a typical business are. I would think probably, but we won't know for the time being because we haven't seen a lot of those businesses sold. Um, To my knowledge, anyhow, uh, most people that start them keep them going for a number of years and it'll be probably another 10 years Until people are trying to sell them and we'll just then see whether they're a true asset as normal businesses are, you know, if you own a shop that's doing really, really well, of course, when you sell it, you um, often make money or any traditional business when you sell it, you often make money. So businesses can also be an asset and um, uh, and online businesses will probably also be an asset, but we've got to wait and see um, if that actually happens or not. So coming into a recession, which I'll be talking about over the next few weeks, because you know, we're going into a worldwide recession and you need to um, pay off all your bad debt or your personal debt, credit cards, all of those sorts of personal loans. Um, and my book, Dream a Big Life, teaches you step by step exactly how you can do that. Um, it's really easy to follow. That's really down-to-earth. That's just a step-by-step guide. Uh, Lots of fun stories of, you know, people I've worked with or people I know and, you know, what they've done in their lives and how it's it's changed. So buy it. It's a great Christmas present. I know you're going to love it once you read it. Um, Easy-to-follow, step-by-step guide follow that, you'll get out of debt, you'll have savings, you'll start investing. Um, It'll be fantastic. Also, my diary is open for 2023, so if you would like to work with me, whether you want to uh, work with me to do with money, changing your relationship with money, or if you want to work with me because you are separating uh, or divorcing, then you can uh, join work with me one-on-one. You can buy one of my programs, and you can work with me one-on-one for all or part of next year and my diary is opening is open now and so you can send me an email at Bromwyn at BronwynSmith.com or book a discovery call uh, at www.BronwynSmith.com it's a free discovery call and we have a chat about um, what you need and what I can help you with and we see if we are a great fit to work together. And failing that, if you want to go on to one of my group programs next year, email me at Bromwyn at com and just say, I want to join your money program or I want to join your um program for divorcing women and um and I'll put your name on the list. Do I use hypnosis with all clients? Um, I do in my group programs and my one-to-one program people can choose whether they want to be hypnotized or not. But when people are hypnotized, they will often say to me that they're a bit nervous going into it, and then at the end they go, oh, my God, that was so great. I loved that so much. I feel amazing. Um, It's really an amazing way to change your mindset and to change how you think about things and even To uh, heal yourself, especially after a breakup. Um, Very often, we need a lot of healing after a breakup. And so, it's a really great way to heal after a breakup. I love hypnosis. Anyone that's um, been hypnotized by me loves it too. So, that's the end of our show for today. I've loved being with you. Uh, Can't wait to see you again next week. And until then, pay off your bad debt, fix your interest rate if you possibly can, because I think they're going to continue to go up and um, really uh, go and buy my book, Dream A Big Life, if you really want to change your relationship with money. And I look forward to Thank seeing- you for
1: listening to It I Starts With A Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at bronwyn@bronwynsmith.com. at It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.